right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. Yeah, this is Riverside. Okay. Uh, Is it pulling from my correct mic? Does it sound like? You sound crisp. Very good. Very crisp. Good. I like to be crisp for the news. Like a nice apple. Mm. Like a nice fall apple. It's that time of year. How was your Thanksgiving? Terrific. My Thanksgiving was terrific. How about yours? Anything interesting on the menu? Uh, no, not really. You know, I was visiting family, and it just didn't make sense to cook a lot because uh, there wasn't a lot of us. So we actually went out to uh, this hotel that we have been to before on kind of special occasions. Um, they do a really good job. So I had uh, a lot of prime rib. And, Very uh, nice. Yeah, Very prime. potatoes, etc. Very so, prime. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what, what were you getting into Uh, my grandmother can eat a lot of chinese food okay oh my god she's uh 87 88 maybe Mm -hmm. one stroke in (laughs) yeah sure and um boy she pounded down two plates of chinese food that's awesome yeah dude the orange chicken and the what was the other thing it's the thing with the friday noodles chow mein yeah, two bol- two plates, two separate. We were look. Me and my father. She goes, "I'm gonna have two things." And me and my father cross the table, shoot a look at one another, like, "What is this? What is she about to do?" <laughs> she got the two things come to the table, and this is like a Long Island Chinese place, mm-hmm. and they they set it down, and it is they're huge plates of food, and we go, "Grandma, are you sure you're gonna be able to?" have all this she's like well if i don't finish i'll Shut be able to take up. it back <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> go do your podcast you little goblin <laughs> go do your stupid news show <laughs> leave me food i can't even imagine what my grandmother would think about this this, this experiment yeah. she pounds down the two full plates of food no leftovers Whew. how is that happy thanksgiving <laughs> yeah Certainly. Certainly happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's been a while since you've uh, been on the news, my I friend. I don't feel like it's been that long. I just missed last week, right? One week is a long time. It is. Not to have That's my co-host. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yes. Well, um, you know, Paz held it down. I did listen to that. I got to listen course. to that. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, on, uh, of course. Yeah, on my flight back, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Always love having Paz on here. And I, I, I really like having pause on here when I'm not on here and that way I get to enjoy some unknown pausing <laughs> because know, uh, pauses voice is the only ones that you still enjoy you yeah. still- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. after all these years yeah yeah uh, um it was yeah, good yeah, to- we're entering a cold season 
now, my friend. It is getting down to the high 70s where I'm yeah. at. I'm, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Yeah. at sure. I'm a little chilly at this stage. I'm a little chilly. Sure. So I was doing my research for the show. Yeah. And uh, so the I, you know, not the alienation yet. This is just part of my monologue. Part of my monologue. That hasn't changed <laughs> in your brief stint away. I'm looking for news, and I figure, okay, let me search Ron DeSantis just to see what's going on with Ron. Yeah. Apparently, and and now we're with, this is day four. We're waiting on the bombshell. Mm-hmm. But Laura Loomer has accused Ron DeSantis of hiring prostitutes and using them at campaign events to entertain donors and investors. Amazing. Now, she accused him of this. And so I would think this was criminal, right? If you're going to say this and it's not true, that seems like yeah. she's going to be on something for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're interested to seeing to see because it is Florida. Right. It's, you know, it's the land of the whore. Yeah. It's Hooters. Right. You know, yeah. Disneyland. Bikinis. Whores everywhere. Right. Ridiculous. So. Disneyland. We're gonna s- <laughs> you don't know what's going on behind some of those costumes. Nah, it's fair. I don't. I have no idea. Never been. I've heard some tr- terrible things about being. What do they call them? They live in. They're like. It's like its own. <laughs> Small state, and they have yeah, their own is, army man. of public workers. <laughs> and they're what are they called? Actors Sex or workers. something like that? Sex <laughs> workers, I think, is what you're. <laughs> I can't. Im- it's got to be on the Disney campus. It's got to be constant sex between like early 30s, like go out and wear a suit all day type of people. Has got to be. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's a lot of prostitutes to pull from, I would say. I don't have a problem with it, no, personally, but I'm interested to see. I'm interested yeah. to see. What if it was all clearly employees from Disneyland? <laughs> what if all? What, what if he makes all of his, uh, all of the women he hires wear fake shoes <laughs> that hide their feet? <laughs> fake shoes, but they're like down, like they make them shorter. It makes you so smaller, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he makes them crawl on their knees with shoes yeah. on their knees, so they. <laughs> So they're like digitized. Yeah. Uh, T- tall Ron. Tall Ron and his they, anxiety about him, height. They they have to call him Tall Ron. Oh, Tall Ron, you're the best governor. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Bird. Thank you. Thank you, Bird. Because he Thank is 5'3", so you have to... Pretty much everybody's got to get way low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my shoes. He, I don't know if he ever answered the questions about the shoes. That kind of went away. Did kind of go away. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come back. Has to come back. Because he's not going to stop doing Is he going to st- So <laughs> that would be he's going to stop doing it? <laughs> that would be funny. Go- yeah. it get- he gets taller. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, it would be. At this point, you've got to commit to the bit. Because if he doesn't come yeah. in wearing like ridiculous ski boots... It's gonna look bizarre. A mall stilts. Yeah, yeah. Eleven feet, feet high. Feet. He walks into the right. debate stage, eleven feet tall. 
Mr. DeSantis, what are you wearing today? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no well, idea. Well, you know, that is interesting. He could he could be it could be like a um, you know, a pitcher where you're just changing perspective, you're changing the height of the pitch. He could come in on stilts one day and then go back to the goofy shoes and you're like, "Well, it's he's you know, it's not that outrageous." Oh, no, like my... a fake out. He's resetting yeah, expectations. Out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's right. managing. We'll forget that he's 5 foot 4. Exactly. An idea. I, it's an idea. I like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with hiring prostitutes. It's Florida. No. You do what you got to do. And what's yeah. the follow up on this? I mean, what's uh, is she gonna? We're waiting. Day she, four. We're on day four. No, no, no evidence produced. Has she said she's gonna release some evidence? Or we're waiting. She said okay. she's the one who accused him. Uh huh. And and we're so we are on wait right now. We want to wait. Mm. God, she's mm-hmm. rough looking. Yeah, no, she just looks Jesus, weird, man. Dude. Yeah, it's brutal. Wow. Yeah. It's like she made her face is made out of clay, and somebody put took both of her it's palms, so pressed weird. it in, How and stretched wide. Twenty eight. Can't be. Oh my god. Yeah, can't serious? be forty five. Yeah. Can't be forty five. Yeah, she was born she in She's five years younger than she's me. She's three years older than me. That's sick. Good grief. She. That's yeah. Tough. I'm s- and I don't want to be. Me- I'm not being mean. I didn't tell well, her to have the surgery. Like, okay, so is she is. getting worked on? Yeah. I okay. I yeah. The whole there's a whole fucking Egyptian pyramid complex on her face. <laughs> look at it from. Look at those cheeks. The cheekbones. Yeah. So are I want to see her before, <laughs> abnormal. Like, like I want to see like young Laura Loomer pre-surgery and see if, uh, like what's let's see pre. Pre-surgery, Laura Loomer. There's a, I mean, there's a gigantic difference. If this one picture that I'm looking at is her pre-surgery, she was way more attractive pre-surgery, which I guess sure. isn't surprising. No, but I mean, it's and it's it's just completely different. Man, that's crazy. It's a totally different sort of, person. Oh my god, that's terrible. Oh. Be that as it may. It's only going to get worse, too. That's the thing with these things. Yeah. Yeah, there's only one way to go. There's no... There's when you're 50... When you are at 32, mm-hmm. this is where you're at. 55 is going to be a fucking mountain to hit, dude. Oof. Well... Laura, we're waiting on the news, so anytime yeah, give us the news. Give you want to give news. us the fucking news, whatever you're doing. And, you know, because the, cra- the thing is, now that you, you go, is she just talking shit? And you want to go, but the law says. Yeah. And then I remember, the, I don't know what the law says. I don't know what the law says, and I'm not even sure if it's even applicable because nobody's enforcing anything anyway. No, only what they want. Right. Maybe they want that, but it doesn't – they may not enforce that, and she is – so for me, if I was to go and cover my hand in glue and stick it to the to a Starbucks or whatever she did – Yeah. I, Twitter? Maybe it was Twitter headquarters, actually. I, I would be – wouldn't you go to jail for a couple months? Seems that way. Strike one in California – She's got to be on strike six. Where is the strikes? Keep put her away. I mean, and I'm not trying to make a statement here, but I mean, part of it is that she's a woman, and they just don't really send women to jail. But you're fucking right. 
Yeah. I mean, they're not going to But you're right. You know, they're, they're going to find women out her. of jail so they can find more places to put men in jail. Right. Guys like us. Yeah. January Sixthers. <laughs> Podcasters. Yeah. News Guys like us. You notice there's not as many podcasts as there was a year ago. That's why we're up, baby. That's why we're up in numbers. They that would be a wild theory. <laughs> they just haven't gotten to we're us We're looking yet. at our, our numbers and we're going, okay, 12, 12 up a week. We're not bad. 12 new listeners Who got week. arrested. That's we're the 12 around. listeners that fell off of the last Libertarian podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who got arrested? Failed. We should start reporting other podcasts for crimes. <laughs> oh, man. Not a bad idea. A, yeah, like getting right? them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yes, like uh, like a bit. We know a lot of them unrelated. are committing crimes. Keep, 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 keep it completely unrelated. Just like report, like call in, like a DUI or something like that, like uh, or, or like we a, may, a, and we a, may not need to fabricate a crime if it's a DUI. Right. Yeah, that's true. I can think of three or four guys with podcasts who've got some guys who drive with DUIs. Don't do it on me, by the way, because I think I've admitted <laughs> to it on this very show. Yes. Yeah, well, pretty, well pretty within the well within the frame of me being arrestable. <laughs> pretty, Still, pretty frequently in the monologue you've, you've referred Sam, to. That. Twice a week, I'm talking about driving drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you know, on second thought, just uh, maybe that's not our yeah, move. Yeah, put the gun away. We'll, maybe yeah. we'll try a put nonviolent approach. Yeah. So, well, you want to get into our news segment, sir? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. are here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your... Wow, listen to that. Thank you. Thank you. Car, thank you for joining me today on this wonderful Wednesday news program. Um, many rely on us for this news. It's a, it's a, a thing. We wear it heavy on our shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to bring you the news today. Uh, we're going to bring you all the important news. <laughs> No matter the cost, we will bring you the news. Geert Wilders is in. I'm sorry? Geert, I was told by a Dutch man, a Dutch person. Geert Wilders has been elected the president, I think, or maybe prime minister, didn't look, of the Netherlands. Don't care. He is a... I've only read cursory information about him. I think he's a twink. Mm-hmm. He's Dutch. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's a twink because, and he's a right winger. Um, who's oh, t- is this some, is this the guy that gets mentioned in the same sentence? He looks as like Jimmy Page. Oh, that's badass, actually. Yeah, he looks like a lot like Jimmy Page. I'm looking him up. Geert. G- with a G, go figure. Mm-hmm. Vilders with a W, and he's got a look. I would say he's got a real look. He does look a lot like Jimmy Page. Go side by side on that, you'll be astonished. And he's got this sway, he this this pulled back, uh, blonde hair. I, I, you know, I am. I have to tell you this, dude. 
I would say on a scale of one to ten, how much of a fan of politicians I am generally. It's like a four, three, three, probably. But when they have good jowls, strong, like, oat, oat grinding Nixon. jowls, yeah, it's up to a five or six. Okay. It's a three-point jump for a good jowl structure. It commands some sort of, you know, phenotypical respect in me. You look at those guys and you go, wow, they look like they could tear through a cabbage. So for me, as I was doing this research... I don't know if you know this, but you remember Milo Yiannopoulos, of course. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 2000 and maybe 21. Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, there was a speaking event for uh, gay right wing. Actually, it was at the time it was for, for, and don't Spotify, give me a fucking break on this, right wing faggots. The event was for, as Milo wrote, right-wing faggots. Okay, so that's what he was billing it as. He billed it as an event for right-wing faggots. It was you called... Don't need to say it. You've said it three <laughs> times. It was called Twinks for Trump. <sighs> Jesus. And it was... They held it in some sort of a... Like, whatever the... UK equivalent of the Knights of Columbus is. <laughs> they held it in a little hall, a little gray hall. Moose Lodge. <laughs> yeah, but not nice even. Kind of <laughs> like a warehouse. Like a between a Moose Lodge and like a Motel 6 cafeteria. It looks like this crack house room. Yeah, it looks a lot like where we're at right now. <laughs> a gray wall with that with that stucco stuff they shoot on it to give it texture. And tacked to the wall behind a podium are five photos of ostensibly fag right wing faggots <laughs> ostensibly <sighs> and it you know do you do you remember talk of the magazine um honcho no okay you you'm sure you know uh, penthouse playboy yeah there sure. was a guy one called honcho okay. um it was, was it that famous or is this like new well, it's a gay guy mag, so it's probably famous to them. I know okay. about it from an Opie and Anthony skit. Okay. No personal research. <laughs> On the walls behind the podium are these five guys, these yeah. five fellas. <laughs> yeah, that one's closer, but I think I can yeah. still experiment. These five... Fra fa fellas, fantastic, Fine. fantastic Fan fellas. <laughs> These, the Spotify sensor is like I'm breaking its ankle right now. Smoking, juking yeah. <laughs> around it. The these five boy guys, boys. I mean, they're got to be like you know, early twenties, twinks. Well, you know, as we found out with Milo, probably yeah. as yeah. we found out with, and they're posing demurely in these outfits and. And, you know, behind the podium, in front of the pictures, is Geert Wilders doing a speech. Wow. So, so the I don't know if he is a, you know, what the event was billed for, if he was just there to speak about stuff at the event. But this guy is now the president, the Dutch guy, the Dutch guy. He's the Dutch guy right now. And you're seeing these sweep, this sweep of... 
I don't know what kind of right-wingers they are. Maybe it is all a very powerful, influential, small group of seven-letter people. But for, for me, it, we're seeing a real sweep of the right-wing across the, I'm going to call it the Eurosphere, the Caucasian world, we're going to call it. Um, you're seeing Malay-yi, Malay-yi, who's going to privatize just about everything in that country of Argentina. That's what we hope. Uh, you're seeing Geert Wilders. Do you remember Marine Le Pen? That name sounds familiar. Is that French? French National Socialist. Okay. <laughs> I think. Oh boy. <laughs> Something, uh, you know, <laughs> the thing that they always do is very much like the people they don't like. They go, fine, we're the social nationalists. And it's yeah, like, yeah. stop. <laughs> stop it's effing just, around. Yeah. The Socialist Nationalism Party of Germany is putting a woman up, Brunhilde something Humpther. She's also a probably one a person who would have fit in really well at that Milo event. <laughs> so you were get it's it, there's something it's building it's building. It's, it's, it's happening. Building. We're building towards it's, something. We're, it's building. It's building towards 2024. Golden hair Don rides stallion. Rides a stallion into the White House. <laughs> like a right wing. Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Rides him right in. And we're back. We're so on the right wing, we're back. Now, again, maybe we don't like everything that our compatriots do, but we're winning. We're winning. Processing it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot. It's a this lot. a lot. It's a big change. Is there How anybody do you feel else, about uh, it? I mean, you know, all else equal, it sounds fun. I mean, it sounds fun. Yes, right. To me. Well, we're giving up um, the pretense of any kind of progress for sure. Yeah, it's... We it's, just want to um, have fun. You, yeah, I just want to have fun. I mean, much like uh, my you know, fruity friends around the world. Yes. Just, just girls wanna just want to have fun. Right. Um, I it, it has been fun watching people freak out about it. Um, what are they so worried about? I really don't know. It's like I don't. I can't imagine any of these politicians are really going to accomplish all that much. So like, what it's do all you, Maloney, you know? Baloney. I think it's just they're all West guys. I'm telling you, they all are. They all have that. They, nope. The best thing that we'll get is 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 good enough for this show. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine for me. I don't think there's going to be some kind of sweeping change in the country, but I'm at least I'm not optimistic of that. I don't think right. this it is would be how cool it would happen. For sure. But I think the way that you kind of change the way people think about stuff is, like, if you look at the Rwandan genocide, I think it's a very informative... The, the, the news stations that everybody was listening to, the media is really what pumped everybody up. So these leaders, I mean, they, at least in a country like Rwanda, which, yeah, it's not in the Eurosphere, and it still does it the old way, but there's something to say about human nature. The the I mean these guys can get these guys and gals we love equality on this show. The guys and gals in the office getting into office, they aren't going to be able to do anything unless there's some kind of machine that is, that that enables them to do horrific things. And um that's us. So mm-hmm. When, and for us, it's Trump. So when Trump comes into office, 
we can really wind up the hype machine. But if Trump's right. not going in, it won't matter. And if we're not here because of an unfortunate accident, it won't matter if Trump gets in. And I just feel that way worldwide. So if there's not because this is the thing. For me, I don't, do you know a lot of Europeans? Do you ever converse with Europeans frequently enough, at least? Uh, I try not to. They are different than Americans in a like they they the idea that a, a right wing movement of any cl- like um, of any vigorousness could form in in a in a in a country in Europe just doesn't jive with me. Doesn't make mm. sense. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. You're seeing in Ireland too. I'm sure you saw this. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, Algerian guy, we th- are pretty sure at this point. Could it's not confirmed at least, but uh, Algerian guy goes out, stabs three kids, and a woman, adult woman, and um, it's fuck like Conor McGregor, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, has responsible for uh, the most extreme riots the nation has seen <laughs> yeah. since it became a republic. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there is that uh, looming, you know, shitlib essence of everything in Europe, and it just feels very difficult to believe that they can get their minds around a right-wing revolt. But on the other hand, you know, you hit rock bottom, where do you go? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's kind of what I, I mean. Like, you know, it's not in Europe, but you remember the trucker strikes in Canada? <clears throat> yeah. What happened to them, you know? Like, yeah. They fucking fizzled out. They were yeah, put but down. I, mean, I, I think they, uh, I think they kind of managed to loosen some things up along the way. I mean, they they were at least chalking some. I don't know if they were chalking direct wins, but uh, I, I think that a lot of what they did gave kind of like the uh, Western provinces a lot of leverage to to kind of break away from the Canadian state so, in, in a lot of their decisions. I'm, I'm yes, for sure. The only country I think has it in them has the spirit of it in them to do the, something different is this country, which is yeah. what you're describing in Canada. I actually agree with you. I mean, they, they did make, they did re- acquire they did, but, concessions, but, but, but I agree. I agree. They did not, they didn't come out and like say, Hey, we're not leaving until this happens. And they should have done that. Well, and even like, I don't want to get January 60, but every serious, just being honest, every serious uh, revolutionary movement, um, it just it just doesn't work like that. Like I'm waiting for mm-hmm. you go. Oh, we got a couple of concessions and let's go. The fact that Justin Trudeau is still the president, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say is a failure. Um, of of anything revolutionary, and I think uh, you know I'm not like an anti-reformist or anything. I think if you can get concessions, you should take them. But I don't. I don't. It's weird. It is an odd thing when people hold to a revolutionary standpoint, and I think all those truckers did, and everybody fighting for him did, which was Justin Trudeau be better if he wasn't president. But right. then they stopped. They just stopped at some point. They decided that wasn't the goal anymore, so they settled for reformism. If the goal is reformism, that's fine. But really looking for revolution, and I just don't think... I think the the tool, which I don't necessarily think is left or right, but set to you know keeping the, the regime stabilized, 
uh, and operable. The the I don't I don't see a like that as a victory, and I don't think any of the countries that are showing these right wing wins are going to have a, a a real victory. Like they'll settle for what they get, but yeah. You're going to be fighting eternally until you depose the <clears throat> highest structure of power and take it over. Um, yeah. Again, is why one of the reasons why I actually think you need both sides of the chemistry for it to work. And in this country, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you remember the socialist? Uh, uh, I guess I guess he did run for president. That's the point. He was the uh, Eugene Debs. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like he ran. He ran for president in prison. Yeah. And he received a, imp- I would call it an impressive uh, yeah. uh, uh, portion of the vote, not just for somebody in prison. I would say for a third party guy, it was an impressive. Uh, this country has it in them, even if Donald Trump is pressed to a significant degree, uh to be able to elect somebody who aligns with what the population is prepared to do. I think in that situation, you actually avoid violence also. You use the internal workings of power to at least move in a direction that you prefer. I, I think uh, that th- at that point, it stops becoming revolution and reformism because those battles have been won. The guy's in office. What can we do now? Because I, I don't actually, I don't think the right wing's, I mean, I think a small portion of the right wing would prefer the Democrats not be allowed to be a political party, but I, I don't. Uh, I don't think that that's like a, a stated goal of the party. So it doesn't have to be that extreme. But I think you got this guy Millay, and I don't know what his allegiances are. Um, and you got Geert over there, and he, I don't know what his allegiances are because I think of all the Maloney baloney. They all made promises. They all said they were going to do things, and they didn't. Donald Trump did some stuff, and the population's probably ready for uh, more revolutionary reform. I actually think we have the best chance, which is great because um, it will be very good for the show, strong for the show, if we see some change. Yeah, I I don't know um, because I'm not really a reformer. Um, I, again, like like you, it's like if there's reform on the table, just, and all you have to do is reach out and take it, then okay then great i guess um so most of what i would seek to do would be like um putting it in a position where you know it ha- like like for example like i mean i think ultimately being that there has to be a way out I, I think inflation is ultimately as miserable as it is um it could be a way of really shaking loose a lot of the federal tentacles and allowing room for for other power structures to step up and maybe i don't love those power structures either but um yeah i mean i I don't know like i just think it's too far this discussion is kind of different it's difficult to have because i think we're a little we're so we're different on what we how we think about this Mm -hmm. um and i would i would be almost entirely economic just because i think we're in such a dire spot and I think that that's the key. Um, and I, I don't really have thoughts on politics or, or policy or reform all that much. I mean, again, if it's on the table, and I actually have a piece that I want to talk about um, in in that vein. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, what is, what is yours? Um, I'd probably get the pipeline going again. Um, yeah. I'd probably uh, decouple from our reliance on Taiwan's manufacturing. 
Yeah. Uh, and I probably would sever ties with Israel and the money that we send them. Sure. And I think... I think with Trump, two out of those th- three things are likely. And the third thing is more likely because of his dislike of Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of that... Um... A lot of the self-reliance stuff is is that I don't think is fixable by policy at all. Um, I think that the increase in price of goods and when we're already fighting price inflation due to monetary inflation, the increase in price of goods that were that would need to be manufactured here and, and cause all you know downstream goods to price to increase. I don't think it would I, it, it would not be sustainable we just can't do it we can't do it at the prices that that off offshore countries can um and i I just don't see that as outside of a fiscal like monetary revolution i don't see manufacturing in that way returning to u.s shores in any meaningful way they can force it here and there with subsidies and stuff like that but but by and large like speaking of the whole enchilada like manufacturing in the u.s you know as a as a entity i don't think they can do that um the, because you're fighting too too strong an economic economic headwind so you think that you the, the, the that my so for you it's it's not a, there's it's not possible to make up the deficit at least in that way no uh, no okay. i don't know yeah, the, the, your past policy at this point—it's you can't do it. Um, at what? This is a general question. I'm not asking for a specific. At what year did we pass policy? So it, there's a there's an interesting um, uh, theory, and then s- surrounding theories. It's called Triffin's di- dilemma, okay. and, it, and it talks about the downstream effects of having uh, like the hegemonic currency and how. Um, and particularly in the ways that we accomplish that, you know, going from Bretton Woods and then into the petrodollar, where all countries needed to have U.S. dollars in their bank accounts in order to buy energy. If you wanted to put the, keep the lights on in your country, which is a must, I mean, you just have you cannot not have energy and all energy contracts around the world are denominated in dollars. So every country has to have dollars. Um so what countries were willing to do was to fight to get those dollars in order to keep the lights on. And what they did was they fought with what they had, which is low level labor and, and which then crept into lower level manufacturing, which then crept into mid-level manufacturing. And we were getting a steal on the products because they were willing to even sell them at less than cost because they just needed dollars that bad. And of course they don't have labor laws and they don't have their, their, they're willing to to work for far far less, far more hours, et cetera, et cetera, and this this caused the 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 manufacturing base to to basically erode out from under us. And it's not something po- policy can can fix at this point. It's it just it's an economic problem. Um, so when did it happen? Uh, you know, we had peak manufacturing in this country. I think in like 1946. 1947 as a percentage of the overall economy that was that was from world war ii basically um and then we had peak overall manufacturing um i think in 1979 uh and it's been downhill you know obviously it's been downhill since since world war ii but uh, yeah i think it's it's beyond again it would need to be a a, an 
exit from the petrodollar system in order for it to make sense um, to bring manufacturing back here. And and not only that, but just like massive deregulation, which I guess suppose you know I suppose is a policy thing, but you're still fighting the tides of of people desperate for dollars, um, and they're willing to do anything, and we're not, you know. I mean, <laughs> it, we we just aren't. So that that's that's really the the I think that's the biggest issue that that the United States faces with regards to manufacturing things onshore. Hmm. Yeah. So. Where is that battle being fought? So it's it's not being fought. Um, it's it's basically just crumbling. Um, and, and this is this is like a actually a really interesting topic, and it deserves a lot more time than like just a, a show segment. But reading up on Triffin's dilemma and, and and it's observable effects. This is not some like um, you know pie in the sky libertarian theory or whatever. It's like. The, the observing what has happened statistically over time and saying, Oh yes, this is where the money's going. Um, I, I, there comes a time where it's, it's, it's not even beneficial for us anymore. And I think that, and by us, I mean the people controlling the, you know, who, who are, who are the beneficiaries or once were the beneficiaries of these decisions. Um, there comes a time where it's not even really beneficial for us. And it's certainly not beneficial for a lot of people outside offshore, um, and I think it just dies of its own accord. Um, and you, you're already seeing that with massive de-dollarization, people going, you know, getting away from that. And the U.S. not really fighting that hard to stop it because really it's not it's it's kind of run its course. Hmm. Well, sit down. Let me tell you about the Internet. <laughs> It's been a long time since I heard the horse. It's good to hear the horse. Good to again. hear your horse again. What was the name of the mm-hmm. dilemma again? Give me that again. Triff- Triffin's dilemma. I'll write that down. He was a, I believe he was a Belgian economist, or maybe Dutch. Triffin's dilemma. Let me make sure I got that right. Hirt's yeah. dilemma. Um, so yeah, it, it's that in 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 in, in uh, addition to like some other, you know people who kind of added onto it to, to describe this, the ramifications of the petrodollar system over time. Um, I'm going to give it a read and other, and other hegemonic systems around over. But interesting. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting read. Um, I think, I think it'll be pretty illuminating. It's not very complex. Like it's, it's pretty, it flows like mm-hmm. I, you'll, you'll have no problem, um, you know, getting it on the free. You won't have, it won't be a difficult read. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, get into, Oh, I got it before you start. Before you start. Okay. I got it. Hirt's dilemma is that the more pictures of twinks on the walls that there are, the higher the likelihood that one of them is underaged. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Getting into Musk... um... I feel like Musk is the spiritual Boy, leader. Boy, did they roast of, him the other day, dude. <laughs> of this, well, he's been getting. Uh, yeah, I, I need to. Uh, I've been a little bit away from uh, the keyboard, uh, well, just you, being traveling you, and such. I showed you the. I showed you the roast. I'll. I'll save it if you don't say it. Okay, it's incredible. Um, yeah, I wanted to. Uh, you know, him being somewhat the spiritual leader of uh, of this this segment, not because of 
my love or hatred of, but because I do, I do think that he is the largest embodiment of, of what I'm trying to describe in this segment, which is this emergence of non-state or pseudo-state actors uh, vying for power on the national and global stage in much the same way as they did in the Wild West um, with railroad tycoons and others. Um, you may have seen that Musk was asked to come over to Israel by Benjamin Netanyahu. I don't actually know which way that went. I don't know if Musk asked to come over or if it was a, uh, it was a presidential invite from Bibi from mm-hmm. Netanyahu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. Um, it's kind of interesting that we're at this point where Netanyahu is realizing that Musk having control over maybe the most powerful information source in the world. Is that, is that too much to say you think? No, no, definitely not. Other than Google. Yeah. Having control over the top or second to top information source in the world um, Netanyahu is courting Musk's favor and saying, hey, Musk, why don't you come over here and we can chat and take some pictures and and discuss uh, how exactly I would like things to go. And maybe I have some things to give you. And I don't know how that conversation went. I don't know what they had to exchange. But we're at a point now where um, Netanyahu is at least in addition to, if not more interested in Musk over maybe like a Biden or a Britain prime minister or, um, you know, some of the other historic major nation state power players. Musk has at least climbed to a, a, a point where he is nearly an equal, if not an equal. Um, so they went around, took some pictures, yada, yada. I have no idea what the hell happened. You know, I don't know any details. I saw he got a little vest and maybe a little hat and then he went home. I have to assume, now I'm going to construct this narrative here. I don't know if any of this is true. I just think it could be plausible, which I think would be interesting. I would expect that when he came home, there were probably a lot of very butthurt politicians and bureaucrats who might have been trying to rattle his cage a little bit behind the scenes saying, hey, 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 this isn't how we do this. This, you know, you don't you don't go over to Israel and talk to Netanyahu. That's our job. That's what we do. Um. As you can imagine, I I would I would think that Musk did not really take that all that well, um, and that could be why he's tweeting out something like, "Oh, I don't know, a meme about PizzaGate," because as we all know, when Musk bought probably the most important network um, information source in the world, or at least second most important network and information source in the world, he probably also bought a shitload of dirt on a shitload of people. And I do wonder if every now and then when he tweets out something like that, it's because he's got a bunch of people barking up his ass in the background and he's putting that out there and saying, Hey, 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 why don't you guys calm down a little bit? Because I know a lot of things and you wouldn't want those things to be known by everybody else. And I do, I do wonder if there is a little bit of this gamesmanship going on in the foreground that is bubbling up because of gamesmanship going on in the background. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I um, I saw the tiny vest. I thought it was <clears throat> wow. Magnificent. He's doing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That was on purpose. It, it could protect. It could protect. It could protect against only the greatest snipers who could hit direct center <laughs> of mass where the vest is concentrated. Right. The IDF, you mean? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the highest trained snipers. They because pra- they've been trained to snipe. Yeah, babies. they practice that hard shot a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I saw that. <clears throat> it was very clear what that was. If I was him, I wouldn't even put it on. But if I was him, I probably wouldn't have gone there. But what I think he's right. doing, I might have gone there. He um, he was invited by Netanyahu after he um, liked that tweet about how Jews are pushing dialectical hatred against whites. Um, <laughs> and then he had to come out and apologize for it. Then he did a Twitter space. Then he got invited to go to Israel all by Netanyahu. Twitter space was mm-hmm. Netanyahu also. Um. You know, it's speculative, of course, uh, but it's speculative, but I think he has had to go through a lot. He being Musk has had to go through a lot. He had to go visit Israel. He had to go to the kibbutz that was attacked. He had to hold his head down and be lectured to uh, in front of a baby uh, crib. (laughs) Really insane stuff they put him through. Then he went to talk to Isaac Herzog. He's the president. My apologies. Uh, and he had to get lectured to about the global fight against anti-Semitism. He had to do all this stuff. I think the reason why is because uh, he has talked about this for a couple of months. Uh, he wants to get Starlink into Gaza. He wants to have that exclusive contract because the Israelis control um, whatever is going in and out of there. And it was already talked about publicly that if this was going to happen, it, he'd have to go not only through uh, Israel, but... Um, like there would have to be significant restrictions put on how it was being used. Um, I think the liking of the tweet and all the nonsense and the invitation provide a good opportunity for him to talk about um, and a possible agreement to 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 providing Starlink to Gaza, which is almost two million people. So it's a huge contract, um, mm-hmm. and I and I really think that that that's what it was. They're in a, a total, you know. Uh, blackout of current communications. I think part of it is probably because uh, I really I think that they destroyed a lot of the communication means. I don't think they had any intention of repairing them. I don't think they what for instance, what I mean is I don't think they hit a button. I think they destroyed whatever th- facilities are pushing internet access into that yeah. city. Right. Um, right. And I think they're willing to pawn off Gaza one more time to Elon uh, through a contract to provide them. With the access to the internet, works for both parties. They'll still be able to control uh, the Starlink, regardless. Okay. So. Um, okay. Interesting. Makes it, you know it can be spun in uh, Israel as a humanitarian uh, effort, uh, it, which because you know the, the the Likud party is is facing a lot right now uh, because more and more the Israelis are starting to blame uh, Netanyahu for the failure. On the seventh of October, the communications failure and the security failure. Uh, so he's yeah he's picking up a lot there. I I think uh, honestly I think it's about I think you'll see and I could totally be wrong but um, I think you'll see in the next uh, three to four years you'll see Starlink in in Gaza and you'll know why. Um, okay. I think okay. I do think he had to go through this public because this is how they do it, dude. He had to go through this public shaming thing in order mm-hmm. to even have the conversation. And um, I, it's not that hard to believe that after all this was said and done at 5 o'clock, the both of them went into an office somewhere and, and f- there was finally the, all right, so what do you really want? Yeah, right, right. So sure. I think that's what it's all about. I'm, I'm not uh, 
I don't think that cl- clashes with anything you've said either. Um, but I do think yeah, he, it could all be true. Got yeah, a literal, true. He's got a literal interest here in the form of a pretty lucrative two million person guaranteed contract or whatever. However, they would draw that up. Two million people is like, you know, you're talking about in some cases. Pr- imagine providing an entire state's internet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. right. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense too. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's uh, and that, and then then furthermore, you know, that puts uh, that puts Musk. You know, if he uh, holds certain keys to uh, internet traffic from from Gaza, you know, that puts him also in 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 possession of even more information that uh, could be uh, lead to him having more soft power. He's got so much dirt on everybody, like you said, dude. I'm sure. All he's got to do. I'm can sure. you imagine having the power? You could. He's. If I was him, I would go. I don't care who it is. I have the money. I would go. Give me a computer, a specifically a computer with an operating system designed to access all the Twitter stuff that I need. Just a big <laughs> com- personal computer that's a shell, can't be touched by anything else. That specifically taps into some advanced search engine features, and then I'd go one week. I'd go search Howard Stern, and it's all of the stuff, everything he's liked yeah. mm-hmm. that's been mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been deleted yep. by an algorithm, yep. or every yep. like yep. oh, it's it's all there, dude. Yeah, very powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was uh, that was certainly uh, front and center for me with respect to. My Wilder West segment. Uh, I thought I, I think that's the the biggest thing that I've seen going on recently. Um, I've got other stuff, but I don't know if it lands in this segment. Nope. Oh, well, I'll take us out. All right. All right. Good. Gay furry hackers breach a U.S. <laughs> nuclear lab, and they have demands. <laughs> <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for. So the uh, the Idaho National Laboratory, biggest nuclear lab in the United States, has several thousand employees in it, was hacked by a group called Sieged Security. On their uh, uh, contact page, it's they are self-proclaimed gay furry hackers who have obtained uh, a sample uh, of data, and they are threatening to release huge amounts of employee data Unless the lab makes a particular deal. We're willing to make a deal with the INL, says Siege Sec in a post, if they research creating IRL cat girls, we will take down this post. So, not one of the words that I'm about to read appears in the Old or New Testament, just so you know. <laughs> he, a cat girl, car, you may or may not know, is a human, a humanoid mutant, a, a, a few of a cat. Uh, they, ha- they have cat ears, human body with fur, little cat hands and cat legs, and they go around and they... I don't know, it's a sex thing, I think. From everything I was able to Google, it appears to be a sex thing. The data breach, what they're holding hostage is thousands of employee addresses, social security numbers, birth dates, lots of stuff. How many cats they have. (laughs) In and out of the facility. (laughs) Based in Idaho Falls, this 
this this nuclear lab employs almost seven thousand people, not including the contractors. It's about nine hundred square miles, fifty two reactors. It's the largest again nuclear lab in the United States. It, this is huge news. This siege sec group has hacked several targets in the past. This is just their latest. They hacked NATO. <laughs> Man. <laughs> they, they hacked NATO. They did the same thing. One of their public posts read, Meow, 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 meow. Yummy, oh, crunchy. <laughs> what? Many people are asking, why did they do this? They responded, we are cats. Intricacies as why do not concern us. <laughs> they're, you know, so whatever's going on over there, they're dealing with this now. My question to you, Carr, do you think we'll see IRL cat girls in the next 10 years? Goodness, that's a question. That's certainly a question. Shoot, that might even be a question that we should have done in the segment. In the segment. And that's know. exactly what I was thinking, that this West. is really Wilder West stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is the real stuff. The implications here are uh, huge. They are. They're, they are. They are. This is a group. Imagine this. A group holding thousands of people and their lives hostage. So much so that they can effectuate a research change. And the development of mutants in this country. Chimeras, dude. Yeah. This is fucked. It is. This is fucked. It is. This all goes back yeah. to the the first story, the Heert story. This all goes back. They all <laughs> go to the same conventions. It's all tied together. The scarlet thread, man. <laughs> winds through the entire episode. Whether uh, we you could have you could have done a Wilder West on this uh segment. Um Bill Gates has come out recently, and he's talking about AI, very interested in AI. He said he believes that if you've got a, a society properly run by AI, you may only have to work three days a week. And that's probably nice. okay, he said. Cool. That's probably okay. Entire industries so be would be around this, just three days a week of work. Children's cancers be cured. Be uh, be about three more days a week than you're currently working, right? <laughs> Two. I still got to do this. <laughs> yeah, we got to do the show. <laughs> still got to hop on and do this crap. Yeah. Q is cool. the next AI coming out, which yeah, is I just saw, excellent. I saw that. Yeah, really good so stuff. Good. Yeah, Amazon yeah. is coming out with its own large language model. It's actually it's actually an it's an it's a jet it's an artificial intelligence and one of the things it will do is act as a large language model but it'll do other things too q yes i like that the uh, <laughs> metaphor was certainly intended and uh you know i've acquired the message the last thing i want to do is give a queen of the week award out uh joan collins you may know joan collins uh she's an actress She's been married five times. Famous actress. She's worked on many Fox Digital productions. She's talking. She's talking about sex. She's ninety years old. She's been married five times. Her latest husband. She's ninety. He's fifty-eight. His name is Percy Gibson. He's a producer, a TV producer. He's, she's going out there and talking about slamming pussy at 90 years old and wearing oh, him right. out. 
So Jesus. we're going to go out and we're going to give her Queen of the Week award. She describes herself as being born with tremendous enthusiasm. She calls life a gift, and she says she wears her husband out. So uh, shout geez. out to you, Joan. Happy 90th. We had to get it in there. I had to get it in yeah. there. This one rolled yeah. across and I was dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded. <laughs> the puffs of dust coming out of the window. No, 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 no. <laughs> my my comment under the New York Post article, they aren't uh-huh. building vaginas like they used to. <laughs> no, I did see that one. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. It's rough, dude. It's very rough. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, I have a piece of news, and I was actually trying to... Well, I started reading it, and then I realized that it was a tremendously boring subject, and also I don't really know anything about the subject or how to read it. Okay. Um, so I was trying to goad our friend Dino into explaining it to me without giving away the fact that I was going to use all of his explanation and research on our show <laughs> okay. before they put it on their Very show. Very clever. He never got back to me. So, Fuck. Yeah. So now i got to stumble through this. Today, this morning, there was a discussion. I don't know. I don't know how they do this. Um, of the Supreme Court uh, between – and and the, the, the conflict is called Securities and Exchange Commission versus Jarkesi or Jarkesi. Okay. Have you seen anything about no, this? No, I have not. Okay. Well, I don't really know anything about it except for the fact that I've read it, um, which didn't help a whole lot. And I've read a lot of articles kind of from like kind of shit lib sites that are freaking out. So apparently this might be a big deal actually. Hmm. I don't know. Um, from what I read – so I guess this guy, Jarkizi, he was basically charged by the SEC for running, you know, I don't know, doing some bullshit. I have to, who knows? <laughs> okay. um, yeah. And rather than rather than just simply paying the fine or like protesting the fine itself, he basically filed a bunch of Supreme Court complaints about against the very existence of the SEC itself. Oh, <laughs> and wow. And then it got admitted to the Supreme Court because of the Supreme Court justices, and now they have to review it tomorrow. And apparently there is a reasonable chance that they find in, in favor of this guy on a couple of these complaints, which could really throw into question a lot of these, like, you know, they say the administrative state or whatever, like all of these three-letter agencies – their powers i don't know i'm not like a you know a political optimist like i don't but it could be a lot of fun to watch this play out i have no idea supreme court can effectuate change though out of all all out of all offices internally yeah especially if the president is aligned on the enforcement of the the law i mean they can effectuate some major change so so we should follow that that could be funny that could be pretty funny yeah Mm -hmm. um okay cool good to know how, yeah. how did you feel about what we were DMing about? It was a serious suggestion. I don't know if you are into the idea, but I saw that the Daily Wire put out a movie. Mm-hmm. Lady <laughs> Ballers. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. Lady yeah. Ballers. Do you think this do you think there's anything there? I don't know, man. I can't imagine the Daily Wire being funny, but is it worth it for the show? For the listeners, it could be. A little movie review? Yeah. I mean, it can't be worse than the last movie we reviewed, right? No, I, that's why I picked it, because I was thinking it could be 
bad, and we might be able to shit on it for an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Comes Let's out December first, so I suppose as soon as we can after that, um, we'll do it. Let's do it. Let's watch it. Um. Cool. Only other thing is, I have an announcement. The the Patreon listeners will be pleased to hear this. I told you about it. I floated you the idea in a DM not long ago. Um, my idea is the 12 days of Birdmas. That's right, listeners. Starting whatever the 12th day from Christmas is, you'll be getting on the Patreon feed one episode of Into the Cave per day. Whoa. 12 Into the Caves. Are these going to be structured in any way, or are you just throwing the microphone on and complaining into the into the each computer. will have a guest we're going through <laughs> okay. guests that we may not have heard from in a long time we're gonna have guests we'll have topics yeah it's gonna be structured that's, as an into the cave episode that's our not man. structured yeah yeah i wanted to do it i felt like doing it i've got the free time november was a quiet month for us as we recuperated from the Halloween uh, special, so I'm ready to take it on in December. I'm ready to take it on. Um, Very cool. Got a couple in the bag already, so it's it's going to be good. Wow, going to be good. Yeah, the twelve. Cool. They'll all say thank you, bird. They'll sing. They'll sing my name under the Christmas tree. <laughs> Sounds perfect for you. So that'll happen. Uh, and that's all I got. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I think that was a great little episode. Uh, felt good to be back, and, Glad and to have we're, you. Uh, we're 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 charging into December here. And by before you know it, we're going to be doing the Glueys. Glueys is coming up. That's the other thing besides Twelve Days of Birdmas. Thanks for reminding me. I don't know. Uh, DM me if you have an idea on Twitter. Um, I really want to get this uh, voicemail line up. Um, I just don't know the best way to do it besides Google Voice. I don't feel like giving my actual phone number in. So if anybody has suggestions on how to run it, send me a DM. Uh, the other thing of the, uh, related to that is start sending in some topics you want to see deliberated in the Glueys because we'll have our regular topics or at least the best of those regular topics. I know we've got a couple of people who've been like doing us a major solid and preparing topics for us. For instance, uh, we already have best community note of the year uh, is prepared for us. Uh, one of our listeners, I'll uh, shout his name out if I remember to, I, I think it's Hoss Minogue. Uh He's got a, a Twitter thread running, a pinned thread with like all of the most notable ones. So we could just pick right oh, through that. Good. It's going to be easy. Sweet. Yeah. So anybody else, yeah, send me messages. Let me know if there's anything you want to see or hey, if you want us to bring back a segment you don't think we might, let us know. Hey, before we we, we, uh, we I guess we could talk about this off air, but do we have a call in number? You know how like Zoom, if you make a Zoom meeting, there's a call in number. I mean, oh. is, does Riverside do a call in number for a meeting? Let me look it up. I don't know. Well, that would be a good idea because that that might be a, that might be a way, way to do it. We could just sit there and DM the call in number to whoever wants to you know say they wanted to come on. Just tell them to be available. You know, five oh, yeah. to seven p.m. and just DM it. To yeah, them. that's not a bad idea. I'll look into it. Okay. All right, well, um, very good. Well, uh, until next week, two hands on the wheel. Yee-hoo, aha.